0: Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Get ready, pal.
1: So little time, so much to say. It's the start of the third hour of Thursday morning edition of Wake Up Mid Missouri. I'm Randy Tobler along with producer Hannah. Hello. Stephanie. Good morning. Who I'm so proud of, Stephanie, that you got your mammogram. I'm so proud, and
2: John Marsh. <laughs>
1: I'm here. All right.
2: Things that a normal coworker wouldn't say. To well, I'm so proud and thankful
1: for that. That's good.
2: Get your
3: I'm, I'm amazed, Randy, the doctor hasn't weighed in on the on Crocs back in the day. You didn't find a medical professional <laughs> that's that right. They I never, wearing their Crocs.
1: I never wore them because we have uh, one. Our youngest daughter had a pair of lime-colored Crocs that she fell in love with for three years, and she had the stinkiest feet in the whole school because of the Crocs, because she wouldn't wear socks with them. So I have that bad taste in my nose. Okay. At any <laughs> rate, right, we're going we're gonna to switch gears here a little bit, because commerce and the development of uh, business and jobs and, and prosperity in our state is always on, uh, on everyone's uh, agenda. So uh, we're proud to uh, to bring to the microphone John Stevens, who is with Port KC, And uh, he joins us now. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Good morning.
4: I, I'm here with uh, my best friend at this time of morning, uh, my cup of coffee. So wow. I'm happy to be with you, too. There we you
5: join you in that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, John, I, I had the opportunity to get acquainted with the Hawthorne Foundation um, over the last year uh, we joined, mm-hmm. and I think it's been fascinating learning about exactly what's going on in um, with this group. And part of what they do is they take these, these trips overseas to talk to folks, other business yeah. folks, about uh, what it means to, you know, grow a business and have a business in Missouri, and you've had the opportunity to go on some of these trips. Will you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah,
4: absolutely. You know, I I became uh, connected to the Hawthorne Hawthorne Foundation you know, about three three or four years ago and was really impressed with kind of the the bigger missions they have of, you know, programming, education, but also really this really hands-on, dedicated partnership with the State Department of Economic Development to go on trade missions to really... I mean we're we are a state leader now, thanks to the Hawthorne Foundation in international job attraction and really looking at investments to missouri and These trade delegations are vital to have face to face interactions and really show the many benefits of Missouri for investing and for existing businesses that are here and how to grow uh, and yeah i have uh, I, I've been lucky enough to represent. Uh, The Kansas City, Missouri region and Port KC and and really all of our ports uh, and our logistics infrastructure on these trips uh, in Germany last year and most recently in uh, Japan this year. And you know what? Missouri is on the rise. Missouri is getting a lot of attention uh, by global businesses looking to grow uh, in the United States.
1: We're talking with John Stevens, President and CEO of Port KC, and uh, about economic development. He's an economic development professional. Been on those mission trips and, of course, developing it in the state here uh, through the Hawthorne Foundation's uh, activities. So I have a question for you. Um, What differential advantage does the delegation present to potential international business interests that would bring business here, when you're when they're looking at the same messaging in one form or another from 49 other states, or if you're Barack right. Obama, 55 other states. Right. right, right,
4: exactly. You know, I it, it is true that I think uh, you know if if anybody's doing their job representing any other state, they are of course going to stand up in front of an executive or or a Fortune you know 100 company and say, well, we're the best state, and and here's why the 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 difference that Missouri has, and I think a lot of it is because of we really are a collaborative state. We we truly work together uh, across the state and across party lines and, and across everything so to focus on where we have one distinct advantages and where I think almost everyone agrees, and that is... Developing our workforce. We have a, you know, Missourians historically have a work ethic like no other. And when you support that with programs that develop workforce and create trade education, trade programs, that is Something that, particularly in Europe, has has been a foundation there, and they haven't seen it when they've been looking to hire and grow American jobs. And they see it in Missouri. I I believe Missouri is number two in workforce and trade programs and education in getting Missourians into quality jobs. And that resonates. Uh, Of course, we have a really favorable Business climate from tax structure, but also energy costs, and you know, and I'll say the the mix of energy costs of 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 wind and solar and renewables, but also really also this heritage energy that still provides affordable, reliable energy to these manufacturing companies and to these companies that's valuable and isn't available in many parts of our country and many parts of the world, uh, and 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 then just our our willingness. To listen and observe and then bring back solutions for these businesses. And it's paid off. It, it has, uh, it, it has brought and expanded dozens of businesses to the tune of a couple billion dollars, uh, in just the last couple of years in Missouri.
6: I think you got me up there, Randy. Thank you so much. Uh, good morning. And I really appreciate you, sir, joining us about the Hawthorne yeah. Foundation. And you're, you're absolutely – I'm going to give you two local examples here about uh, yeah. the governor's trip to Japan. I was with the governor right before he went to Japan. I was with him mm-hmm. and the Director Chin over at the Missouri Department of Agriculture. Yes. You've got the Kawasaki plant in Boonville. That's a mm-hmm. huge plant uh, over there. And right in Jefferson City, you've got Hitachi. And the governor, mm-hmm. as you know, met with both of them uh, in yeah. Japan – um, in October. And you're in Kansas City. I want to ask you this. When I was with the governor, he told me about this April merger between Canadian Pacific Railway and Kansas City Southern, the single line transnational uh, railroad yes. that links Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Now, you've got the port. I know this is a big deal for you, but the governor says that is huge. To Japanese companies operating in Missouri, I would assume it's huge to other companies operating, maybe from different countries. Your thoughts?
4: It, it, yes, it, it, the our, our Class One rail network in Missouri and continuing to support it in Missouri as it connects to really all of North America and then through our our blue water ports, you know, mm-hmm. the the ocean ports with this CPKC merger, which I have to brag is the american headquarters is in kansas city missouri yes. and they are investing significant dollars in missouri both in leadership and in the actual infrastructure you know in missouri, missouri missouri truly was born as a crossroads of transportation from the from the beginning and continuing to leverage that That need, and you know, we when we when we had all those supply chain disruptions through through the the global COVID shutdowns and everything else, Missouri took a real a a real moderate approach to how to handle that, and at the same time, we started looking at we can't just have uh, port of Port of LA or Port of Long Beach. Uh, bringing in and, and exporting 75% of our goods to the world. You know, we just can't, uh, because if that, if that's delayed, it, it, it has a ripple effect. And Missouri has the ability to say we have all of the class one rail lines. We have a robust highway system, which by the way, we're investing billions in to bring back up to world class standards for All of us that drive on I-70 as I head down to Mizzou games on Saturdays, I want that. But also the, the truck and transportation traffic. So having really investing in intermodal shipping for Missouri has leapfrogged us really to the top of the consideration set. And when you've got companies that are bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars worth of goods and wanting to buy our ag products and our finished ag products and, and many of our other our aerospace products and ship those out to the world, they want, they want certainty that, 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 that those goods are going to get in and out in a timely manner and a cost-effective manner. And I think the investments that Missouri is making in our infrastructure and now we're telling that story they they lean in uh, legitimately. They put their elbows on the table and want to learn more every time the governor or any of us bring those up.
1: John Stevens joins us on Wake Up Mid Missouri, president and CEO of Port KC. We're talking about Port KC and other business uh, and, yeah. and uh, community organizations that or about economic development through the Hawthorne Foundation and working to mm-hmm. develop that in uh, in Missouri, a University of Missouri alumnus. And uh, yeah. and by the way, you uh, Stephanie, you and John will have to connect afterwards because he's a board member of KC Streetcar as well. So oh, you yes. guys can connect there. John Marsh, <laughs> yep. you had something for John.
3: Yeah, I think the question is, you know, we we hear about Port KC and I think for a lot of people they're not aware of what it is, but it's a busy no. barge port and all. You talked about the blue water ports. That piques people's attention when we think back to the Trump administration going after Mm -hmm. the Chinese ownership of the port of Long Beach and all that. There's some real fears there that the Chinese through third party companies or whatever would like to get in and take over all of our port systems, not just the blue water ports or ports on the Great Lakes.
4: Yeah, no, it is. It is a. Um, it, it is a legitimate question, and, and I think a rightful concern as to uh, you know cre- creating monopolies that, that maybe are not uh, not the not the not the type of uh, the type of ownership and, and type of collaboration that we want in Missouri. I, I can tell you, I, I'm lucky enough to sit on the National Waterways Council, and, and so I have counterparts that lead. Uh, ports of New Orleans and 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 ports in the Pacific Northwest. I, I I think and and one of the things to to maybe give people a little bit of breath of relief is particularly the CPKC merger. But also the ownership of BNSF and these others, these rail lines, you know, they are a key piece of these blue water ports. Because when those TEUs, when those shipping containers by the millions come off of these super shippers or loading onto the super shippers to, to send Missouri products to the world, they're, they're doing it via primarily via rail into those ports. And the good news with the CPKC merger is they are now the only North American rail line that has a Pacific Blue Water Port in Canada, an Atlantic Blue Water Port in Canada, a New Orleans port, and a Mexican port that are all on the same system managed here through the CPKC ownership, direct lines of communication, there's a lot of value there. And, and that's not to diminish the other great partners of UP and BNSF and all the other ones. They're doing great work, too. But having that heavy competitiveness uh, here in North America with great partners, I think really helps blunt some of the concerns about maybe some troubled ports, or value play purchases on ports that may that that may end up being sold to some undesirable kind of uh, global investors. I think we've got a really strong network of movements and 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 we're moving forward you know, uh, it just as a very brief aside, uh, we have the fastest-growing port in the Midwest here on a small port that we just had the governor uh, visit earlier this week uh, for a, a dedication of a new dock. Uh, we we received uh, $7 million in funding for a new dock. It will double our capacity of bulk goods, but we're in the final stages of developing a 450-acre world-class intermodal, which will actually accommodate tens of thousands of new shipping containers on vessels. For the first time on the Mississippi and the Missouri, you'll see effectively smaller versions of the giant ships that come across the ocean, but smaller river-going vessels that can carry up to 2,000 shipping containers per vessel. That changes the game of how we look at our inner in inland waterways and i'll tell you missouri is the leader in that right now
1: john i have a question for you regarding logistics of one of these visits i'm thinking Mm -hmm. you got the port of kansas city i'm sure st louis has a barge port and Mm -hmm. you think about Mm -hmm. different trucking companies okay you get several people in the same um in the same silo on the trip Mm -hmm. with the governor who curates and adjudicates which kids are going to sit at that at the next to the governor at the table or not well yeah you know, i i i could i could i could make the joke that
4: other other than a couple of the governor's security detail i'm the biggest guy at the table so so i i i sometimes that i, I will shove my way to the front but no um in 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 all honesty we truly believe there are there are 14 port authorities and we work so collaboratively in Missouri with our port authorities that there is no competitiveness when it comes to the <laughs> Missouri ports because, because we know that the more goods and the more interest there is in our inland waterways – the more business we're all going to get. Wow. And so we support, we advise, we consult the smaller ports. We learn from the ports that are doing innovative things. And when, when we go, you know, Port KC is really arguably the largest kind of in, in our scope of what we do here in Kansas City, Missouri. We operate a Uh, an intermodal hub at a former airbase, we're developing multiple mega sites, data centers, and we're building a soccer stadium on the riverfront. And so we have a pretty diverse portfolio, but then we leverage and reinvest that into supporting our actual waterways and our, our barge and and logistics traffic, and so we're able to really, in in some ways, take the lead in supporting everyone else. So there really, I, you know, I'd love to say there's this great fist of cuffs between different communities, but there really isn't. All right, um, and, and the, I, I think the governor and the the great folks at Hawthorne and and, and our Department of Economic Development know. Everybody's going to have their moment. Everybody's okay. going to have their gonna, moment in these meetings. Well,
1: thank you, John. We appreciate it. We're going This is
0: Wake Up Mid Missouri. The news can be heavy. Soaking a boulder. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri.
5: futures are down this morning all in the red, but don't be discouraged. You can be hired as the Chief of Cheer. And if you want to buy those new McDonald's Crocs, which are quite expensive, Hannah, what are they, $70? $70 to
2: $75 of hideousness.
5: CableTV.com <laughs> is currently accepting applications for Chief of Cheer, where they will pay you $2,500 to watch 25 Christmas music movies over 25 days. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, so you get you get 2500 bucks. All you have to do is watch these mo- 25 movies in yep. 25 days. And then on top of that, you get a year-long subscription to seven different streaming services. Really? So CableTV.com, if you're looking for a yeah. holiday side hustle, they're, that's taking, a good one. they're taking applications until December 1st. And I, I think you can smoke your marijuana and watch the movies at the same time,
1: <laughs> Dr. Joe I Leiter. will not be doing that, thank you. But especially as the subscription prices go up, yeah, that's something to look at. It's some big money. Yeah, wow, okay. Uh, when we come back, um, I, I wanted to talk about uh, something. we got leftovers, right? Yes. And and I've got I've got something that Fabio said that I think the guys <laughs> in the room will find inspiring. We'll see what the gals think when we come back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tober along with Stephanie Bell, John Martian, producer Hannah. Telling you what
0: you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
1: On Wake Up Mid-Missouri, it's 8.36, and it's time for leftovers. But we're going to have two segments of leftovers. So we have more leftovers than we have after a tailgate party. Speaking oh, of, man. Speaking of tailgate parties.
2: <laughs> man, what a, what a transition, Randy. That, I give that a 10 out of 10.
1: <laughs> well, it's become a running joke with producer Brian Hansen and me. Because I usually don't get a chance to eat lunch for whatever reason. And then I come in here and I'm just famished, you know, because I've been up since 5.30 or 6 in the morning and, you know, busy at the office. And I just, I don't know, it just doesn't happen. And man, it's like, I'm like a kid in a candy shop when there's leftovers from tiger tailgates. So, but the problem is, I'll if they're a week old, I'll eat them. I don't care as long, you know, no. I don't care, just put them in there.
3: <laughs> now that's, not, that's not good
1: doctor advice. I make the joke that, you know, it's good exercise for your immune system, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want you
2: to know how much Brian Hansen talks about that <laughs> when you're not here. He's like, at least a couple times a week, I just can't believe that no, wait, Randy will eat leftovers that are a week old. Well, no, I
1: probably, I think five, six days is my max, but it depends what it is, too. And, I mean, the, other people are eating it.
5: They certainly
1: are. They—they'll eat them, right? They just and may not admit it.
5: I'm with you. I mean, my eating habits get real weird when I'm super busy. And you're like, yeah. I'm just hungry. Like, i got to eat something. So
1: I nuke it. I mean, I just nuke it to where it takes a half an hour to, to cool down. But I nuke it. <laughs> that actually will not destroy a lot of the toxins. But at any rate, uh, I did want to talk about the Tiger Tailgate because we need to remind people. The, it, how many more do we have? is this we This the it? last one. This, this, is, this is it, the
6: right? Last 6.30. And, uh, I've checked in with Ryan Koslin to see if it's a sellout waiting to hear back. If it's not, it's very close. But 6.30, Senior Night. Because the final regular season game will be at Arkansas, so it's this
1: Saturday. Well, six
2: thirty um, is kickoff. Correct. Tailgate opens at four thirty in the, front of Mizzou Arena.
6: Exactly.
1: And uh, so, and there's always lots of food and, and beverage and mm-hmm. everything. So it's really a good time. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo is there. Wild Wings, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, down in Big O too, don't they? No. Who else are sponsors of that?
2: <laughs> you can find a full list of locations where you can get your Tiger Tailgate passes that are. Free, I might add. If they are free. On the radio station website, kws.com, 939theEagle.com.
1: I'm looking here at 939theEagle.com, and I was trying to find it. I'm, I'm blanking on it, but, but that's where you go for it. Okay? The, the big so.
2: header at the top that says Tiger Tailgates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's the one, Randy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see Wake Up Mid-Missouri shows, <laughs> mid News, on-air schedule. Trending now, Columbia Buzz, wake up mid Missouri, become an Eagle Insider.
6: Yeah, I'm not seeing it either. It, it, so, I must so, be just missing it.
1: Uh, see? No, wait a minute. I'm I'm used to my kids making fun of my IT. <laughs> I've, <laughs> seen a oh, here, I've seen Oh, here, Dad, it. let me help you. Let me help you. I,
2: I actually did call you a boomer already once this morning, and I don't even know if you're aware <laughs> of it's it. It's on
1: KWS. <laughs> on kbos.com but not on 93.9 the eagle i don't see it up there it's on tiger tailgate
2: parties okay 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 on the eagle website yes if you go to the slider (laughs) section just below midmo news sliders
1: like white castle it is
2: in in that slider section of all the show photos and things like that what about on the app can i get there from the app yes it is linked on both station apps in the what's happening
1: category. <laughs> hey, just show up. And any oh. rate, in Columbia, Buffalo Wild Jeez. Wings, Vaughn Pool and Spas, G&D Pizzeria, uh, and in uh, Jefferson City, it's Big whiskeys, Lutz's Barbecue, Big O Tire. See, I got a memory. It hasn't gone yet.
6: The Lutz's dementia barbecue. hasn't
1: set in yet. <laughs> John, you know the people in Jefferson City that are doing so but by Wednesday you wait a minute, is it too late now? I thought Wednesday was the cutoff. Can people go in today and get something? Hannah. Hannah? Sure. Yeah. Sure, they've you got to go check out the Hannah authorizes <laughs> you to go
6: in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's my understanding is the turnouts have been great. I'm always Damn at Learfield me. doing scoreboards, Crazy. but the Yeah, I the wish I could is,
1: go this weekend, but I'm going to be out of yeah, town. In and yeah.
6: those... those yeah. Uh, I agree with... John's right, right about Lutz's, but you got the g and Lutz's exactly. Lutz's, not Lutz's. Lutz's, well, Lutz's whatever. It's, it's, Lutz's, Lutz's. Let's miss, call the miss, whole thing off. I miss them it's in Columbia. It's great Colum- barbecue. I miss them in Columbia. love them in Jefferson great City. Barbecue. But the chicken, um, those nuggets that, uh, that, that basically Buffalo Wild Wings, they How are incredible. How late
1: will you go on the chicken nuggets? in the refrigerator that are left over. We, I will, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday?
6: It's going to have to be the day after. Because I, oh. I, I can't... I
1: just, I, I, I'm just. with you, Brian. Okay, yeah, John, I've, I've John, help me boys. here. Not John, from that, but I don't want to have to go through that John? again. John? Yes, so sir. How late will you go on the leftovers in the fridge? <laughs> oh,
3: boy, I don't know. Leftovers in the fridge at home or leftovers in the fridge here in the station? <laughs> Why does now, it that's matter? A,
1: They're all good. It's all of refrigerator, right? I don't know. I
3: think this kind of rocks into a discussion about the five-second rule as well. <laughs> or about, like, chain
5: of custody. Uh, like, where has this well, stuff been? Yes. I, now,
1: guys, <laughs> what, look, I have, Fabio has some words for you. All right. And uh, this would be clip four, Hannah. So Fabio, Cavuto, was talking with Fabio. You know Fabio? who has been on more than 500 of the romance novel things with the long flowing hair. Mm-hmm. Every guy really wants to be Fabio. He won't admit it, but every guy wants to be Fabio.
5: I think every guy wants to be Travis Kelsey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fabio's more reachable, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and and so Cavuto, uh, they got talking about the, the war, and then Fabio got talking about, you know, being a guy, and Mm -hmm. Cavuto said, well, you know, give some advice to the guys that want to be you know on the cover want to be a fabio kind of guy here it is
4: what's your advice you know, for the uh, modern fabios out there who are trying to do what you did good <laughs> luck because i think that a fraction of the covers are, are their way You're, you know i think you'll hold that record but what do you if you had to give them advice young guys like you know a young version of you what would you tell them be yourself and don't drink soy milk <laughs> 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 you know all the estrogen. you know it's like you know they, yeah, man, you know, men and women are different. Men have to have testosterone, and uh, you know, in in this, case, especially, uh, you know, in 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 cases of war, you know, it's like you need. Uh, who do you think is going to save you, the metro sexual guy, you know, in the city, or somebody who has testosterone, you know, who's in the oh, army, yeah, you know, sure. it's like. I you was know, like, it's, it's. I'm telling you, it's like the world right now is upside down, and they're taking. I mean, if you look at, it, they're taking the side of the criminal instead to take the side of the victim and the police. You know, it's, it's. You know, we need to come back and some law and orders. That's is very important. You know, and right. I- so.
1: Gentlemen, I
6: know that that message, by the way, on that particular network, I'm sure resonated because a lot of conservatives watch Fox News. Well,
1: and this whole talk about toxic masculinity, the
6: the crime he's talking about. But I mean, you know,
1: the whole men are being softened these days. You know, boys, they they wear purses, they get metrosexual. You know, they're called mercs now. Let's have some, let's have some serious testosterone. I mean, look at Brian. If you were to do the Fabio routine, do you imagine? You look spectacular in your Speedo now. (laughs) Can you imagine how much more spectacular you would look? I tell, um, yeah. I actually I actually
5: tell young women, I'm like, when you're dating, like the number of times you're going to need a man to lift something heavy for yep. you, and I can't imagine, I mean, my dad's a Marine, I can't imagine having to call my dad, being like, my husband's too much of a wimp to move this couch. Can you help me out? And so I actually, and now I can loan him out to people, like he can help, you know, but like, mm. you need somebody who can, who has the physical strength who can help you when you're like, because I can't do it, Wait, right? did him, you just say...
3: Defend- yeah, in defense of that, I remember calling your dad plenty of times to come fix my electrical system at <laughs> oh, my yeah. house.
5: Oh, yeah. But I know, but it is terrifying because I went to this uh, Main Street conference right here in Columbia last week, and they had someone talking about health and about diet. And it was actually, I think, the owner of Kettle and Fire, the bone broth, mm-hmm. and he brought up the statistics, and it... It, it freaks me out, um, and I just looked it up. Seventy-seven percent of Americans between the ages of 17 and 24 are unqualified physically to enter the armed forces. Yeah. So what Fabio was saying is, like, who's going to defend us in it's this true. war? If, if, if China or Russia comes after us, we literally can't, we don't have enough people to fight back. At like, physically healthy people.
1: My daughter, who is out there with in point. North Carolina, what used to be Fort Bragg, now Fort Liberty, and uh, her husband's in training. And that's the talk around, you know, the bases is there, you know, they they don't have the recruits that can pass the test the physical wow. test yeah. and sperm counts yeah. are going down all across the world and in Missouri and in 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 the US a lot of that has to do I think with what are called endocrine disruptors we see them in our plastics we see them in our pesticides or herbicides so it has to do with environmental as well obesity contributes to lower testosterone diabetes. and diabetes so there's a lot there and I mean I just thought it was cute that he well, said drink more don't stop drinking soy milk <laughs> yeah and he, and he mentioned about three or four things, and and (laughs) you guys...
6: You guys both picked up the aspect there. I was more thinking. I thought what would really resonate with the listeners is what he said about pe- people are siding with criminals and not the victims. That's I thought right. that was yes. that yes. was very very telling. Do you know he was referenced in the movie Moneyball? Um, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> was? Brad Pitt played Billy Bean in the movie Moneyball, and he was referencing. And that, at the time, I didn't really know much about Fabio, but he he was talking about the Yankees are taking our kidneys. And the Boston Red Sox are taking our heart. And he was talking to all the, the agents. And he said to all these, these uh, scouts from the Oakland A's, this is 19, I believe, 2001, 2001, 2002. He said, you all think we're Fabio and this old scout, he must have been 90 years old, said, who's Fabio? And another old scout said, he's a shortstop for the Seattle Mariners.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he had the
6: wrong guy. One of the greatest lines I just, I remember, I was literally almost crying watching that movie, crying, laughing so hard. But it was really well done. So whenever I hear him, I always think of the line, who's Fabio? In fact, if you Google Moneyball, who's Fabio, that will come up because I found it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to make sure that you are hands down the champion at the trivia night, get Howsworth on your team. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap it up and cover some texts and take some calls. 573 874 on Wake Up (laughs) Mid-Missouri.
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Watch the gang on our Facebook or YouTube channel. Find us at Wake Up Mid-Missouri. 8.52,
1: 8.52, we're back on Wake Up in Missouri, I'm Randy Tobler, along with Stephanie Bell. Good morning. John Marsh. Yes, sir. And producer Hannah. Hello. Okay, John, I have to ask you something. Yes, sir. I think about Jefferson City. I think about the topics I hear John Marsh talk about. I hear about a new civic center down there, convention center. Mm-hmm. I hear about great things going on with, you know, cleaning up the, the jail, blah, 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 all and on. I don't hear about the same rancor and policing tensions that you hear about in Columbia and as sort of a newcomer residentially to the area I find that interesting do you have any analysis on that yet any thoughts on why there's just seems to be less controversy in you know in Jefferson City than in Columbia why
3: well gosh I'm sure Stephanie can weigh in as well it's a much more conservative community it doesn't have the giant population base from a liberal liberal college you know it's it's a it's a different thing but yeah i, I guarantee there is a lot of support for police in jefferson city both you know uh, out there in front and behind the scenes than there is in colombia and you just it you know it's maybe 30 miles but it can be
1: worlds away sometimes and as a business owner there stephanie i mean do you feel a different atmosphere in general different environment
5: yeah i think i mean i think it's really uh, john's right there's more unity among like the political beliefs there Uh um but at the same time I, i mean i think a lot of the folks i would say like sheriff wheeler i've known him i think my whole life before Mm -hmm. that sheriff white i knew him my whole i mean these are people from our community that rose up in the ranks which is why i'm really looking like excited about uh chief schluti who kind of worked her way up and so i think Mm -hmm. if you know those folks you know and, and so much of what she said was you know there's transparency there's a conversation there's a level of trust there with the community um and i think in jefferson city you really grow up and you you know your law enforcement officers and if you have an issue you know they've got your back and when they ask you for something or ask you for law enforcement support, um, you know, th- they know that the community has their back, too. And that's, you know, it's a long-term thing that I think, you know, in my lifetime, I feel like has always been there in Jefferson City and that maybe mm-hmm. we've been lacking in Columbia, but I'm hopeful maybe um, with this turnover in leadership, we can, you know, get, start working that way in Columbia. And, and I think also, um, you know, elected officials, right? Um, it's an interesting dynamic in Columbia because, obviously, the city council doesn't pick the chief. Um, Carlin Seawood, you know, chose the chief. And um and I think in the past um that we've what we know from our our folks in law enforcement in Columbia is that they haven't always felt supported by elected officials mm-hmm. in Colombia and I think that creates a community tension and invites additional tension um whereas I think you don't have that same tension in Jefferson City.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if just the the fact that you've got Highway 70 running through here uh, which is a is a more um a more accessible portal for the drug trade, right? to come across from either st louis or kansas city and this can be sort of a nexus in columbia um a little different i guess i guess coming from the southwest up through highway 54 and stuff can can i guess come up through jeff city but there just seems to be a different uh, vibe you know in terms of the criminality that abounds both places
5: certainly certainly it's tough.
1: So are you going to connect with John Stevens with the KC Streetcar board member? I there? haven't met him
5: face-to-face but I have been attending these Hawthorne events. They have um, quarterly meetings and folks in as small a business as mine, my um, two-person law f- or you know, couple-person law firm um, can join and support the work of the Hawthorne Foundation. It's been just an absolutely wonderful way to find out more about what's going on, lar- you know, in the state business community. And so they had an event here. Again, we heard from um, Dr. Moon Choi and heard about their latest trip. Um, and they also, i, I really Really, you know what I really want to do <laughs> is once you're a member, you get invited to go on the trips. Ooh, but, um, there you but
1: go, missions. But, uh, but
5: as a private citizen, um, I would have to fund my own way uh, uh, to, on these trips, and they're often um, quite lengthy. Um, but I, that's kind of on my bucket list. I would love to go and be able to tell people about all of the wonderful things happening in Missouri and observe how how these other folks on the trip are selling our state. So. I've got a
1: better idea for you. Okay, run for office,
5: <laughs> and then have the people get your find campaign
1: it. for it to pay for it. <laughs> (laughs) And then when you make office, get the office to pay for it, too. I know someone that did that.
5: There you
3: go.
1: (laughs) Then you could be our next
3: speaker of the Missouri House.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just joking there. Just joking. I don't have any ponies in this race at all. At all.
5: (laughs) But, yeah, the Hawthorne Foundation is is a wonderful organization. I know they've already got their meetings lined up. And we actually um, went down, uh, I think we were in Cape Girardeau for one of the meetings. And that's not an area that I get to too frequently and learning more about what goes on down there and about the universities. And they've got a lot of academic institutions involved because, and I think bringing that, I mean, that's so important, bringing together our, our universities and the business folks so we know, hey, the folks that we're churning out of these colleges have a place to go, yeah. and they're the type of graduates that our business owners need and want to see. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, before we close, I, w- I want to give another shout out. I mentioned that I was at the Chamber of Commerce uh, quarterly membership breakfast yesterday with Helene. There was a great presentation by a group that has been around for a while. They call themselves Impact now. They've rebranded. It's a support services group, and they—they—it's. They, I think they intersect with the same kind of help with finding work for folks that have disabilities and uh, so forth, as maybe Love does. Uh, but they're, they're called Impact, and they mentioned that they were rebranding. I had to get out of there and run to the office because I had a patient waiting, but... Um, I was really impressed. I mean, to, to to throw some favorable light on this community of Columbia.
5: Incredibly generous.
1: Incredibly generous. Incredible number of people doing things quietly with multiple organizations to address a lot of social issues. And it's really gratifying to see. Mm -hmm. So hats off to all of you that are out there involved in one way or another through your church or civic organization. Well, that'll wrap it up for Wake Up in missouri on this Thursday. I'll see you tonight on the radio at 4 o'clock. Thanks for being with us. Bye.